This is Super Investors and the Art of Worldly Wisdom. I'm Jesse Felder. Object to the test! John Templeton. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. And Dr. Miller. George Soros. Paul to the Jones. Peter Lynch. People wonder why fund managers can't beat the S&P 500. Because they're sheep. And sheep get slaughtered. I'm a finance geek. I have been for a very long time. In uh, 1982, my dad bought an Apple IIe computer and a game called Millionaire. Uh, This was one of the most boring video games you probably ever see in your life, but at the time, I was totally enthralled with it. Um, It was essentially a stock market simulator, and at eight years old, I played with this thing um, until I discovered the real financial markets and started paper trading, uh, looking at the prices every weekend in Barron's and... uh, After I graduated college, I went to work straight away for Bear Stearns, and at the time, Bear was doing more business on the New York Stock Exchange than any firm in the world, and I thought, what a better place to learn how to do this professionally. Um, I quickly learned, however, that uh, the guys I was working for were very good at making money for themselves. Um, Essentially, I learned the lesson in Fred Schwed's famous book, Where the Customer's Yachts. Uh, Wall Street knows how to make money for itself, and it's not so adept at making money for clients. So uh, I was fortunate enough at Bear Stearns to find somebody to work for who mentored me, uh, taught me how to manage money effectively, um, how to invest, really. And he was running a hedge fund, essentially within Bear. And after a few years, we left, started our own hedge fund firm in Santa Monica, California, Uh, This was in the late 1990s, leading into the dot-com bubble peak, which was a fascinating time to be a young professional investor. We started the firm with about $100 million under management, and we grew it mainly through uh, the success of our strategies to many billion dollars under management. But I ended up quitting the firm uh, in March of 2000, within days of the peak of the dot-com mania, for a number of reasons, Um, mainly ethical concerns that I had, um, the way that the the firm was, was running things. And since then, I've essentially just been managing family money and writing about the markets since about 2005 when I started my blog uh, during the height of the real estate bubble, uh, which was another fascinating um, episode to watch, especially from my perch here in Bend, Oregon, which was the number one most overvalued real estate market in the United States for a period of time. I had a front row seat to that mania. And uh, since then, I've been blogging about my the evolution of my own investment process, how I see the markets, and uh, how I go about adding new tools to my toolbox. Which brings me to this podcast. I started this show as an opportunity, or really as an excuse, to talk to a number of people I consider to be super investors. People who have really inspired my process uh, and really kind of dig into what makes them unique, what makes them successful in the markets, and even beyond that, you know, what makes them unique as people uh, outside of the financial industry, outside of the financial markets. 
And this really gets at why I titled the podcast Super Investors and the Art of Worldly Wisdom. Uh, Warren Buffett, years ago, uh, wrote a, an article called The Super Investors of Graham and Doddsville, which was really inspiring to me. And it was really a defense of his strategy uh, as an investor, but it also profiled a number of other successful investors and the things they had in common that made them successful, and also the things that they uh, that made them unique, and also helped them succeed in in the markets. And that piece um, was so inspiring to me. I thought, you know, this is exactly what I want to do with the podcast. I want to profile people, and I want to dig into their process, and I want to understand. Um, some of the commonalities among super investors, and also what makes them unique. Um, and the other half of the title is The Art of Worldly Wisdom. It uh, doesn't refer to the famous um, book of axioms written by Balthazar Gracian. It, uh, it refers more to speech that Charlie Munger gave to the graduating class at USC Business School years ago. When he talked about trying to have a breadth of knowledge and understanding key concepts in multiple disciplines um, and how that can be extremely valuable to the investor. And, and that's something that I have tried to cultivate through my life um, as much as I possibly can. But uh, I really want to understand how terrific investors have done this on their own. What areas outside of finance, outside of investing in economics, uh, have they studied that have provided a foundation for their breadth of knowledge and for the creation of their unique investment process? So this is a new journey for me. Uh, it's a journey I'm really excited about, and uh, I'm grateful for you taking the journey along with me. I hope you get as much out of it as I do. I honestly have no idea what my publishing schedule is going to look like at this point, but uh, every time I do put up a new episode, I will put up a post at thefelderreport.com, a blog post with notes about the show, links, and all that sort of stuff. There's also on the website an email address where you can, if you have any questions about the podcast or suggestions, um, use that link. I'd really love to hear from you. I can also be reached at Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Jesse Felder. So um, feel free to, to contact me there as well. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, I really hope to be able to share a tremendous amount of value with you over the course of this project. And until next time, buy low, sell high.